0: Welcome to the Making Midlife Matter podcast, a podcast celebrating the creative and transformative power of midlife. I'm Peggy Hames, a licensed therapist, ordained minister, and author of half a dozen books. These days you can find me at heartcallings.com, supporting and encouraging and coaching women in midlife. So today we are looking at the power and the gift of curiosity. I was thinking about this just just this week one of my tasks that I've had to do over the last month is to repair my gutter uh, one of the storms that we'd had earlier in the summer a, a branch had fallen off a tree I had these these big mature hardwoods that just surround my house and and keep it cool in the summer but you know when storms come branches can fly well. This branch had poked a hole about the size of my hand in, in my gutter. Now, it was in a great place in that it was over my patio, so I had a nice level place to prop my ladder up. This is for all of my friends who have been chastising me for getting up on a ladder. So it was a, an easy place to repair. The funny part was was it was exactly the spot where my air conditioner drains out. So even if it wasn't raining, I would get the drip, drip, drip coming through that hole in the gutter. So I uh, did what any self-respecting person would do. I looked it up on YouTube. And it it turns out it was not like a hard thing to repair. Just uh, got my dad's tin snips and trimmed off a piece of flashing, put it up there, caulked around it. I was feeling pretty awesome, got to tell you. But then I had to wait for it to rain. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and finally, we got some rain. And I found that uh, 85-90% of my fix was absolutely great, but there was one spot where still drip, 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 water coming out. Just one little spot. So here's where I thought about Curiosity. I did not use that as a judgment against myself, which there was a time in my life I would have. I would have beaten myself up, would have gone, oh my gosh, you can't do anything right. I would have been in a funk for days. Why do I even try? I'm so stupid. I can't do anything right. Maybe some of you can identify with this. Hopefully not, but I'm thinking maybe you can. But here's one of the great gifts that I've learned in life is that there's this this value in being curious and so when I saw the the dripping from the gutter from that one spot that needed attention instead of taking it as a uh, a judgment that I had failed in this what happened was I took it as information that's what happens when we get curious we get more information huh, okay, so most of the patch worked. I've got one spot I need to attend to. Easy peasy. And taking it as curiosity, taking it as information, actually freed me up to be able to follow through and address that one spot, which I haven't been able to do because it's been raining. It is... I cannot tell you the difference in how it feels. When we beat ourselves up, it's a way of paralyzing ourselves. It is one of the surest ways to get stuck and to be stuck. Because why bother? If you can't do anything right, why bother trying to do anything at all? Get curious. Stay curious about your life. If something doesn't work, if something goes south, take it as information. Oh, huh. I probably should have paid attention to the fact that there was roofing debris in the parking lot and not driven over that nail. I'll remember next time to be more aware. It's not about beating yourself up. It's about getting information that will help you as you move forward now part of where I first started learning this and I'm a slow learner was from uh, Virginia Satir and I I mentioned her before and in podcasts and emails anyway I did a uh, a year-long training in her family therapy and uh, Satir was this amazing family therapist Uh, she was like the first Woman leader in the in the field of family therapy, but she was, in, and she was incredibly creative. So when Satir talked about self esteem, she talked about having a self esteem toolkit, and and she was visual, so she would you know create these actual objects. Like one of the things in her self esteem toolkit was a yes no medallion, because in order to have good self-esteem, we have to be able to say yes to some things, and just as importantly, we have to be able to say no to some things. So another part of her toolkit was a detective hat. She said, to have healthy self-esteem, we need to have, we, we need to be like a detective And she would talk in terms of having a wondering. I have a wondering about that. I wonder why that is. So instead of beating ourselves up, she would say, be curious, wonder about it. Like, um, I wonder why I've been so impatient lately. So instead of beating ourselves up for being this horrible person and mean and everything else wonder about what's going on that I'm so impatient oh I've been way too busy or oh I've I've really been neglecting what I need in favor of answering to what everybody and their brother needs or I haven't been been paying attention to things like taking care of my physical self wonder what have I been so impatient lately wonder about Yeah, I wonder why that person triggered me so badly. You know, sometimes when we're in conversation, whether it's online or in person, and somebody just gets under our skin, and we are so angry and we so want to destroy them. And you may like, write the tweet and then delete it and write the tweet and then delete it and write the tweet then delete it and then God forbid you write the tweet and then post it and in that nanosecond you feel great and then you have to go back and delete it because it's not really the person you want to put out there for the world well we can focus on the other person they're so awful they're terrible why don't they change but it also helps to have a wondering to be curious what is it about that person that so triggers me, that so gets under my skin? Now, it may be that, gosh, this person's actions or what they say go against everything I believe and value and I'm so angry because they are so hurtful for so many people. And... It may be because they mirror back to us parts of ourselves that we really don't like. I will be really honest with you here. Um, I will get really angry when I hear or see people saying things and, and behaving in such a way That tells me that they really devalue people of other races. Man, I cannot abide that. And I also know that even though I was raised with parents who kept saying, we are all God's children, it doesn't matter what color we are. I was also raised in the American South in the 60s and there were things that i absorbed through my through my white colored skin and there will be thoughts that pop up in my head that i am horrified by there will be a judgment or a stereotype that is just it's the leftover debris now if i only focus on That other person's actions. And never get curious about my own. I lose an opportunity. But when I get curious. I can look at. Why does looking at this make me so uncomfortable. It pushes me through. I can can look at the hard stuff. And looking at the hard stuff. Is where we make changes. Stay curious. Now sometimes that curiosity is. In, in service of a truly wonderful thing like why won't this idea go away now from really almost from the moment I went into private practice as a therapist I started thinking about the people who would never ever come into my therapy office for whatever reason whether it was a prejudice against therapy whether it was an economic reason, they didn't have financial resources, they didn't have insurance. Whether it was a um, life circumstances question, they they didn't drive or they, um, they they worked crazy hours that didn't mesh up with my office hours. I mean, I, I kept thinking about how how do I reach them, and that idea, that question, would not go away. Now. It would have been easy just to brush it aside, let let me focus on what I'm focusing on, and focus on establishing a practice. But I allowed myself to be curious. And that curiosity led me to explore this online world. And folks, it has been a long journey. But here I am now, recording this podcast for you. I don't know... Who's going to listen to this? And I don't know what circumstances you're in that you're listening to this. It is my hope and my desire and my intention that you will find something helpful in listening to this. And some of you, uh, some of you may be former clients of mine or present clients of mine. Some of you, I will never ever meet. And so here's the fruition of that wondering I have this wonderful Making Midlife Matter membership group that I can share all kinds of of information and tools and we dive a little deeper into these things. And that came about as a fruit of my wondering of of not dismissing it. Stay curious. When we judge ourselves, we shut ourselves down. Now listen to the difference. I used the, the example a moment ago about racism. When I have one of those old, culturally conditioned thoughts that pops in my head that I immediately hate, I've got two choices as to what to do with that. I can beat myself up and say, man, you are some kind of hypocritical fraud. Here you are trying to speak out against racism. Here you are trying to stand up for people. And your own brain isn't even clear. And what's going to happen is that will just paralyze me. That will make me stuck. On the other hand, I can be curious. Gosh, where did that come from? What's this all about? Um, Maybe it's about the fact that I grew up in the American South in the 60s in a predominantly white neighborhood and predominantly white classes and an all-white church. And sometimes when I get curious, I realize, huh, you know, there are things that I don't have to think about because of the color of my skin and challenging that makes me a little uncomfortable. And I can keep being curious about that. I don't have to shut down and defend myself. I can be curious. When we're curious and we take things as information. It means that we can do something with it. We don't have to shut down out of defensiveness. We don't have to shut down by beating ourselves up and telling ourselves what horrible, awful people we are. We have one more piece of information and then we get to choose what to do with that information. How we use that. Huh? I. I need, I need to listen to more voices from people of color. I need to hear more about their experience and how the world looks through their eyes. You know, one of the really cool side, uh, unanticipated benefits of becoming active in this online world is it has really opened me up both in my writing and in podcasting and and speaking in other places. Um, Because I, I keep coming back, I have to remember, okay, my experience is not normative. It's normative for me, but it's not normative for the world. And the wonders of reaching out online is that people in Norway may listen to this podcast. I say Norway because I've got a dear friend who lives there. Um, People all over the world may listen to it. Um, I regularly interact with people from Great Britain and Spain and other places in Europe. So part of the curiosity, part of the wondering is getting the information that... When I say something, like earlier, I said, because I was raised in the American South in, during this time period, because that was my experience, it is not everybody's experience. So that discomfort, that wondering, that curiosity leads me to want to listen to other people's experiences. Now, I'm working part-time as a hospital chaplain and, and part of the great gift of that work is I get to hear other people's stories. And I've talked to to veterans of the Air Force and and all of the different places that they've lived. I've talked to to people who grew up in very hard-scrabbled lives, people whose whose parents died way too young. I mean all kinds of experiences. And there is a richness in that. And it informs my own perspective. So curiosity opens us up to ourselves. It also opens us up to the rest of the world. Now, sometimes people will say that it's not okay to have such wonderings when it comes to faith. It's not okay to ask questions. And it's not okay to challenge anything. When I went off to college, I came home for Christmas and, and we went up to my grandmother's farm and um, there were some, some folks in my family, in my extended family, um, who were very fearful about what a, a religion class in college might mean. And I had someone ask me, have they tried to take away your faith yet? Now, by that point, I had not yet had a religion class. I told her I was safe. (laughs) But what the truth of it was, was that, yes, they did challenge my faith. And they did make me have wonderings and ask questions about things I'd always assumed. Or things I'd just always been told or things I had just always absorbed from the culture. Again, growing up where I grew up and when I grew up. And they challenged some of that, and it was the most life-giving thing in the world for me. I took my first New Testament class that winter. We had a a two-month winter term. And after that, I took every single biblical studies class I could take. In fact, up until that point, I'd been undecided as to whether or not I was going to major in religion or major in English, and boom! (laughs) Boom! That New Testament class did it. I was going to be a religion major. Because truthfully, I thought it was the best scam in the world. That I was getting college credit to do in-depth, challenging study of the Bible. I was like, whoa, I'm going to take every class I can until they figure this out. The wondering didn't destroy my faith. It deepened it and it broadened it. And I have to tell you, for those of us in midlife, if you get to midlife and you have never had a question about your faith, if you have never struggled with something that doesn't seem to match up, you know, I've I've always been told this, but man, I saw this happen. Like, I've always been told if you prayed enough and you were faithful enough, it was going to be all good, but... Man, I saw this person die way too young and way too horribly and way too painfully and these things don't square. If you have never had a wondering about your faith, then you are not fully present in it. And I will stand by that statement. If you have never had a wondering, a question about your faith, a wondering of, God, this... I don't know what to do with this. There's not a place in my faith to put this experience. Or maybe there might be something more, something deeper, something more challenging here. If you have not had that experience, then you have not been fully present. And not only does God not condemn us for having such questions, God blesses us for it. It's one of the beauties of the book of Job. You may remember in the book of Job, Job is an upright, righteous man who does everything by the the um, spiritual letter. Just fu- it's known for being a great follower of God and being very faithful, and he goes through these increasingly painful catastrophes. You know, there's there's business failure. There's loss. There's, oh my gosh, there's loss of his children. There's loss of his physical health. And finally he gets to the end. And and he he is shaking his fist at God. And his his three friends who come to visit him. At first it says, and this is such a powerful line in scripture. It says, they sat with him in silence because his suffering was so great. And LD. Johnson, who taught the book of Job to me in college, said that was the last kind thing they did. Because then they started lecturing him on how he ought not to question God, how he ought not to get angry with God, how he ought not to have a wondering as to how in the world could such things happen. And there's this great line in the book, at the end of the book of Job, Where God doesn't explain things. But God says, Only my servant Job has spoken rightly by me. So only the dude who questioned his faith was the one who was faithful. So we have wonderings in faith. Where is God in this? Sometimes the wondering is, Where is God nudging me in this you know as I have been on this long journey getting to the place where I am now from time to time I have have questioned myself it's like Hames why do you keep just slogging through this why do you keep coming back to this why do you spend your time and money learning these things struggling to learn how to do them Why do you keep after this? You know, you got a lot of friends and colleagues who just do their jobs and and having one job is enough for them. They don't have to have three. They're good. But where God has been for me in this is this nudge, this this push. It's like, no, no, you got to keep going. Their path isn't your path. Sometimes it's the wondering of, you know, this is the third time somebody has mentioned this to me. Or, you know, it's like every time I pick up, I should say pick up a newspaper, but yeah, not many of you are doing that now. So pick up a a newspaper or magazine or go online and, and read a story or listen to a conversation. It's this one thing keeps coming back to me. Where is God in this? What is God's word for me in this? I'm curious. So being curious is really just another way of paying attention to our lives. Now, sometimes I think we can take it too far. I had a a professor who was known for, for really being something of a mystic, and he was the kindest, gentlest soul you would ever care to meet. But I remember he came into class one day and he said, On my way to campus this morning, I saw a Bible just lying open in the road. And I wondered what was that all about? And my um college age smart alecky self. I didn't say it out loud, but I thought to myself, Well, I think that means somebody's lost their Bible. <laughs> it's so uh, but be curious stay curious my friend because that curiosity opens us up it opens us up to learning it opens us up to understanding it opens us up to to being aware it opens us up to a richer deeper faith Sometimes it opens us up to our callings in life. Stay curious, my friend. That's it for this episode of Making Midlife Matter. You can find this, you can find other episodes and my blog at www.heartcallings.com. You can also sign up there to get my Monday Morning Manna, which is an email that goes out every Monday morning, hence the name. Um with stories and reflections of encouragement and hopefully something that will maybe get you wondering and get your week off to a good start. I look forward to being with you next time. Take care.